0: Welcome to the Rumpel and the Frog Show for Stitchers. I'm Rumpel. And I'm the Frog, providing you with an enchanting escape of stitches and stories. We are so glad you've joined us for fairy tales, fiber tales, and conversation about our most favorite thing.
1: Yarn! Yarn.
0: Yay for yarn.
1: Hey, welcome to season three. Can you hear me? (laughs) Yes, I was just interrupting you.
0: Well, hey, you can interrupt me whenever you want. Smooth start to, <laughs> to today. Um, go ahead. <laughs> you sure? Yeah.
1: All right. So welcome to season two. Yay. Episode one. We're so excited. Um, in today's episode, we'll be discussing the theme of fire. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, Noelle's making fiery sounds. I don't know I that like I got picked effects. up, but I got really good, or <laughs> whole good, like, acting of it out that I saw. through zoom so we are going to explore the phoenix and fiery fibers uh but before we do let's start with a conversation about
0: what we're stitching excellent good yeah yeah um before we do that yes so in our intro you know how Mm -hmm. our most favorite thing is yarn yeah it is but i feel like we need to add another word in there about our love of the storytelling folklore part but it needs to be like one word that encapsulates Mm. all of the other elements so you and I should brainstorm that and if our listeners have ideas we'd love to hear from you
1: (laughs) sounds good we'll be all ears yes oh my goodness well do you want to hear about my
0: projects I really do and in progress are we briefly talked about this for like one second. Are you gonna show me any progress on your projects? Oh, fine, I did, I dragged it over.
1: I dragged <laughs> it over here. Good. I'll show it to you. Okay. All right, well, I have done, uh, the body is completed of my Juno sweater, which <gasps> was a
0: whole lot. Of Are stickers. you serious? Yeah, man. All right, just well, remind uh, us, when did you begin this?
1: So I posted on Instagram a cast on Mm-hmm. i have to be honest was a like maybe a week or two after i had cast on I but finally, still yes i was i was not kidding with the sweater for a while i was like crazy 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 stocking it around and around and around and around and around and then i got oh to this point gosh. and i got a little bit stymied <laughs> so i'm on break for a little bit i'll tell you why oh that's okay it. easily resolved okay. so i separated for the okay. um so i have my big body here gorgeous and I separated, I put on holders for later on for the underarm there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about 15 or 16 inches from the cast on edge. Okay. Lots of stitching and sport weight. So nice, fine fabric.
0: And to me, that looks white. Is that white? It's like an oyster color. Okay. And then you have a really brilliant red trim at the bottom. Yes.
1: It's almost like I love uh, it uh, sock monkey combination. You know, that's sort of natural with red. Yeah. But I will show you the picture of the pattern. So much to come, because this is where we're headed.
0: Oh, so beautiful. So it is yeah.
1: a, I sort of Icelandic style circular yoke with all kinds of rainbow colors. There's purple,
0: orange. What well, are you? Right. Have you? I forget. Are you following the color sequence as shown? I am, which I almost
1: never do, but I I know I'm excited. Awesome. So why did I put it aside? Yes. because The needle that I would like to use for the sleeves it is trapped <gasps> in that stupid sock that I haven't finished. <laughs> so, uh,
0: no. I told you to finish that sock a while know, ago. That was like. Just oh, no, here's the it done right this now. is the done one. I could be doing it literally while we're talking. Do it right now. Just okay. get that thing out. Finish that darn those that darn other sock and I know. Just, so I great. have to do that.
1: That's my I oh going to finish gosh. that sock to release those needles <laughs> so I can cast on the wrist. Oh. Um because it's one of these sweaters where you do the both sleeves bottom yeah. up and then you join the underarm around the bust, you know, and then yep. you begin your circular look. Yoke. Sorry. Going up. So Excellent. yes, I have to get that needle out of there. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to, I have to
0: do this. Sock. Just finish it. And then you can wear them. Yeah. I'm going to, and do it. it's cold out. Like, yeah. It's good to be wearing hand knit socks right now. I will do it. I will do it. I'll be asking you next time. All right. All right. All right. Okay. You and then tell the me time after that until taking you're done. Taking the heat off myself. I'm taking the heat off. All right. All Noel, right. Well. Let me hear about a work so, in progress. <laughs> I'm also working on a sweater and it's also a similar construction. It's not color work, but it's bottom up. Mm-hmm. And it's called Uniform by mm-hmm. Carrie Bostic Hodge. Um, and I am, I'll show you the yarn before I show you the progress. I'm using Quince Co. Owl Tweet. Ooh, beautiful. And the color is buffalo plaid. Nice. And it's a wool, it's an American wool and alpaca blend 50 50. Um, and I know I've talked about my love of Quince and Co. in the past, but (laughs) I have never purchased a sweater's quantity of yarn from them, but I received a generous gift card for my birthday. I think it was my birthday. Um, or maybe it was Christmas. I get the two confused because they're so close together. They are so close. Um, but anyway, so I decided I'm going to – I was going to get yarn for my own selfish self. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. I got this, and I am knitting it, uh, and I'll show you that now. Hang on. Well, you can't really see much. it's just the bottom right now, mm-hmm. which the bottom border is garter stitch. Nice. And so right now I'm just – it's an open cardigan. Yeah. Cardian. Um, and yeah so I'm really in the beginning it's like five inches long right now and I'm really enjoying the yarn and I have to say so I'm knitting this on my likey needles mm-hmm. I don't, is that how it said likey I sure. always likey if it's a or likey I don't know but you're talking
1: about those gorgeous driftwood style yes. needles, right
0: yes we'll link to them in the show notes if someone doesn't know what I'm talking about and is curious um this is an interchangeable set that I had purchased from knit and pearls Mm -hmm. and I not gonna lie I had used other interchangeables in the past that I was really dissatisfied with because the connection Mm -hmm. was either catching the yarn all the time yep or it would come undone and Mm -hmm you would have stitches yes yeah yeah so I was I had seen many other people using them and working with them and I love the driftwood so much that I was just like oh I'm just gonna do it like nobody's I've heard no complaints I've not read bad reviews so I did it one of the best needle investments I made really Um, so tell me about the join is it perfect It's so smooth. You do have to use a key to tighten it. Mm -hmm. I don't mind that. I know some people maybe don't prefer that. It doesn't bother me. um, And it doesn't come undone. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I wanted to point out that I really love, I have to find it. It's hidden in the stitches somewhere. Which end is it? It's this end. So the cords have connectors so you can make the cords like extra super duper long right which so is like open style yeah cardigan. so I've joined I've doubled up on my cords so that I don't mind squished needles but after a while it kind of gets so bunched on there that it drives yeah. me crazy like cramming the stitches back and forth yeah yeah um so I don't know I I'm really happy with them and if anyone out there is debating whether or not to invest in a set of interchangeable circular needles. I would say go to your local yarn shop, wherever that may be for you. If you can do that right now. Um, and even if you can't test drive them Mm -hmm. (laughs) per se, you could get a lot of feedback in person about the pros and cons of the variety of sets that they offer. Um, you may be able to test drive them. I'm not sure if that's a possibility everywhere. But um, and if you're listening to this in the bef- in the aftertimes, because <laughs> mm-hmm. we're recording this in the aftertimes, um, right now it's obviously COVID happening. And right. lots of things are strange these days. Um, but if you can, give them a test drive. See what they're like. Anyway, that's a long tangent. Sorry. Yeah, but I'm
1: just, curious. I'm really curious. Rambling on. I find that I, for the exact reasons you described, I'm much more apt to collect multiples of fixed circular needles Yes. for that exact same reason. Um, But I have looked at those longingly because they're so beautiful.
0: Well, and I will tell you, I have a huge collection of fixed circulars too, and I still use them. I don't disregard them at all, but I do really like having a set that and I have different cord lengths so I could make some for a sleeve mm-hmm. all the way up to the body of a sweater or a blanket in yeah. the round or flat. Um so I don't know. It is a it is a big investment though. It's not like it took me years to get to the point where I felt good about investing in a full mm-hmm. set. Yeah. Um, but if it's something you or our listeners are thinking about, it is definitely worth looking into it. And mm-hmm. if you're able to test stuff out, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's my 200 cents. <laughs> I love it. I love all $2 uh, worth. That was awesome. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, oh. I have, speaking of blankets, you mentioned a blanket a minute ago. Oh, I'm working on the perfectly square throw <gasps> blanket, which is a Noro pattern designed for the amazing thing that Noro yarns do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've substituted my Knit Picks Chroma Twist Worsted. Yes. Which is mostly wool, a little bit of acrylic blend, Marl style.
0: beautiful and
1: if you go digging around in here you find all kinds of surprise Surprise. colors it's like
0: unwrapping a present every time you knit with it right oh look at this (gasps)
1: what oh so unexpected so unexpected awesome um so these are really fun and they're great for these little squares so i'm doing these little modules like this
0: Oh, so, that's gorgeous.
1: And what's fun about this is that it was a really fun way to play with, I got a great deal and I would encourage people to keep their eyes peeled for these on nitpicks. Sometimes they do a run in their sort of favorite yarns that come in amazing colors. They'll mm. do a 10 pack or a variety pack. Yes. So fun. So like, let's say you have a favorite top-down raglan pattern you would make any day again. Yeah. Yeah. why not mess around with like a 10 pack where you can play with stripes or yeah you know so fun so that's what I'm doing here I'm using 10 different balls and then this pattern I think is fun because it has a lot of different building blocks the corner Mm -hmm. squares are really big then there's modules of six minis has a big central square and everywhere throughout the yarns will be playing so that's exciting it's looking great yeah that's fun so that's my other one I love it. And this yarn's fun. It's a little splitty because it's marled and it's definitely, you know, I'm a little bit of a wool snob, so I notice the acrylic <laughs> Yeah. I notice it. It's okay. But I also, um, you know, this is gonna be a, a throw that I'm proud to have on the couch. And it's probably gonna need to Aww. go in the actual wash once in a while. Yeah. Yep. So that's not a bad
0: thing. Right. Good. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing the progress on that because I've seen little bits of bobs as you've been working on it. And yes. It is a little different every time. So fun. Fun. Very cool. I love it. All right. Tell me about your critters. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. So if you've been listening in the past, you may have heard me talk about um, my knitting of tiny animal heads. Yes. (laughs) And these are for um, my pattern business, Wanderlust Wolves. And that's wolves with two O's because I love wolves and I love wool. And I combine them. And that's the whole reason that's wolves <laughs> with two wolves. <laughs> okay. That's a good reason. Um, so I have been working on those, and the f- main thing I've been doing lately is updating all the patterns, which I have since begun to republish, and that's been going really well. I have gotten a lot of really positive feedback. I've people have been purchasing and making the patterns. Thank you all very much by the way. That's so cool. And I love it's super, it. Yeah, and it's super fun to see I love seeing other people make these things and their interpretations, whatever yarn they choose or color combinations and sometimes people make alterations of their own which I really appreciate seeing and love seeing um cuz I know for some matters it can be or feel scary to take your own twist on something. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really nice seeing those things. And um, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. I think I only have, oh, what is it? Two or three left that have to be updated before I can start releasing some new patterns that I'm really excited about. But I'm not going to talk about those yet. Okay. But I don't know. I'll keep people updated. And if people are interested in seeing more, you can – Check out um, things on Instagram at Wanderlust Wolves, and I have an Etsy and Ravelry shop with all the currently available patterns. That's fantastic! So, yeah. Congratulations, that was a big goal, and you made yeah. it.
1: You made it. You yeah, did a lot of hard work and a very well, unusual <laughs> work environment these yeah. last couple months. Towards that, a crazy,
0: but worth it. And I'm I'm glad to be almost finished with the updates because that Good. was the the bigger challenge than actually new things, <laughs> yeah. So. I understand, I understand,
1: um, yeah. Great, yeah.
0: It looks like you have something else you want to mention about YouTube videos. One little thing, and maybe one day you and I will. Do oh my some gosh, of these together, yes, but. we will. <laughs> I can see it now. Um, but in conjunction with the Wanderlust Wolves, I'm starting to plan. For some videos that I'm going to post or share to YouTube. Um, and these will be heavily related to my work, but also um, broad. <laughs> that So there'll be tutorials and things that give you visuals of how-tos because some of the techniques that I use in my tiny animal heads are, I guess, obscure to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I provide all the information and the pattern, um, you know, people learn in so many different ways and visually seeing someone doing something, is, right. I think so often really helpful. It is, it um, is for sure. And I don't know how to put a video into a document. So <laughs> that's right. Where I'm going to work towards doing some YouTube videos with that kind of thing, but I'm going to also be doing some spinning. Awesome. And I think some Tunisian crochet. Yay. Yeah. And well, and knitting stuff. And then I hope you and I can do some fun stuff too. Eventually. Oh, yeah. I got to get it okay. up and running more. But um, so that's like in its infancy. And yeah. it has been in its infancy for like five years.
1: <laughs> oh, I got you. I can make this happen.
0: But it's, it's, I, I made a new, I made like a artwork thingy for the headline thing on YouTube. I don't know what it's Good. called. Um, So I'm working on it. I'm That's trying. Awesome. That's <laughs> awesome.
1: I'll get you there. I'll push you.
0: All right. All right. All right. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> well, should we dig into our folklore of the day? We should. Our mythology and folklore. Once upon so, a time. <laughs> once upon a time. All right. I'm so excited. Well, and so this episode's coming out in February, right? Yes. So it's good to warm it up with a little fire. Yes. So we're going to be talking about the phoenix and uh, its counterpart, maybe the firebird. But I just wanted to mention before we go anywhere with this, a couple of things. Okay. First of all, the reason why Phoenix is such a sort of odd word in English to kind of get your mouth around anyway, <laughs> is because it is, well, it's a Latin word, but it's transliterated right out of the Greek. So that's why. Oh, um, so that's a Greek word that's been Latinized. Hmm. And I thought it would interest you, Noel. I don't know if you know this, but it is the same root as the word Phoenician. I didn't know this, but I can see why <laughs> right Phoenician is also p-h-o-e-n yeah and the Phoenicians were in coastal Asia minor and the far eastern edge of the Mediterranean oh. and that is the location of the ancient cities of Tyre and Sidon which we have already talked about on this mm. wonderful podcast when we took took a deep dive into Tyrian purple or Sidonian yes. murex, or
0: Oh my god. Venetian red. So by way the way to tie it all together. <laughs>
1: well, you know, I'm trying. I don't want people to forget about season one. But I just wanted to tell you that the Phoenix, as the mythological bird that we know and love, having risen from the ashes and all that, which I'm sure you'll get into, um, was said to be of the there's a lot of connections from this word to other uh, ancient Semitic words for like the matter root, which is also a red dye. Oh, really? So, a lot of connections in the naming of this creature to the idea that it was this brilliant, unbelievable, fiery plumage of oh, red. We'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for those ancient peoples, that was where they were able to derive that really amazing, saturated red natural wow. dye. So, it's all related, my friend. And I wanted you to know. Thank you. I love you're it. You're okay so good I can not
0: wait to hear what you got on this oh, I,
1: fiery bird I better
0: i guess it better be good huh oh yeah <laughs> what you got all right so i really wanted to look into the origins of the phoenix as well as possible connections to what i will say are real natural history um because i consider the phoenix To be a mythological creature. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway. So. um, Here's what I found. Great. So from what I found. The phoenix goes as far back. Or origins of the phoenix. Go as far back as the 5th century BC. Um, And. These origins of the phoenix. Weren't called the phoenix. At this time. They were an Egyptian deity called Bennu. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me based on things that I read from a very vast variety of sources, because I read quite a bit, there's a lot of interesting info out there um, that the Bennu bird predates the Phoenix, but at some point in time, they kind of merged mm-hmm. into the same thing. Um, and then that version of the Phoenix, which its name became, it seems to me, um, has then come into what we view the Phoenix being now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Like our modern idea of the Phoenix comes from the Bennu and the merging of the phoenix. <laughs> that was like crazy. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I understand what you mean.
0: Okay. So the Bennu bird, so I'm going backward a little bit. Um or the Bennu deity. The information about this creature is from Pyramid Texts, references in the Egyptian Book of the Dead awesome. that actually depict Bennu and or describe okay. Bennu in my and can I see it? Some, can I borrow it? Oh, yeah. I have all this weird stuff. You, oh you just let me know. I want to read it so bad. You need the book I don't the know death. what I, I got read. It in my I just password. want to look at it. Yeah. Um, and then Bennu is on amulets for mummies who were buried um, or, you know, uh, in mummified. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, the Bennu was a key figure to the ancient Egyptians, particularly... Um, at death and after, and I'll talk briefly about that later. Um, so, or maybe I'm going to talk about it right now. Um, <laughs> Bennu is the spirit of the deceased, therefore, the link to um, the burials. But like the phoenix, the Bennu bird is also a symbol of rebirth, mm-hmm. purity, truth, and longevity. Because if you're if you're an ancient Egyptian, your hope after being embalmed, is that you pass through all these tests into, I guess, the afterlife. I'm not sure if that's what it was called. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Bennu deity, part of his job in the Hall of Truths, I believe, was to see if you would pass the tests, if you were good enough Mm -hmm. um, to get through to the other side. Um, So I guess amulets with this deity on it were supposed to help you get through. I don't know if they were a bribe or a show of good faith or what. I'm actually not too sure about that. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. So the Phoenix in and of itself. So now, so that's like predating where the Phoenix comes from based on things I read. And now we fly we fly into what the phoenix <laughs> nice job, is. Good job. <laughs> so this description of the phoenix is based on a mashup of different things I discovered. And it includes a lot of descriptions of the Bennu bird or the Benu mm-hmm. deity, because there are a lot of significant overlaps. Most of these references were overlapping in texts and some were only stated once, Mm -hmm. but I tried to give it like a well-rounded description. Okay. So the phoenix was a huge and glorious bird and was as tall as an average human with a wingspan of about nine feet, which is like crazy. Mm -hmm. Its plumage was so brilliant and beautiful that it was thought to be infused with the light from paradise, Mm -hmm. which is where this bird came from. This stunning plumage was overall iridescent and reflective of the colors you would see in fire. And those colors included a golden head that those golden head feathers gave way to a scarlet neck. And those colors flowed in mm. to a body of reddish purples, roses, lavender, and gold. And finally, the tail was a very specific blue, azure blue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There is only ever one Phoenix living at a time, and its lifespan ranges from about 300 to 1,000-ish years, mm-hmm. but I read that 500 is the magic number.
1: <laughs> I read that too.
0: Don't know, but I did read all these other ranges, so mm-hmm. I figured I'd just give the range. Um, it is said to live in paradise and is sustained only on aromatic smoke. It does not eat anything else or drink anything else, I guess. Uh, when the phoenix's life cycle is time to reset, it is said that he, yes, the phoenix, is a male. Mm-hmm. I found only references that it was male. Mm-hmm. Um, he journeys out of paradise and comes into our realm, the human realm, and travels across various regions in the Mediterranean, collecting the necessary ingredients for its nest. hmm that it was going to build, which would become its funeral pyre. Mm -hmm. So some of the things it had to collect were myrrh, cassia, frankincense boughs, cinnamon, and other unnamed aromatic herbs and spices. Mm -hmm. Um, After it collected all of these things, uh, it would fly to Heliopolis, the city of the sun in Egypt where it would build its nest on an obelisk called the Benven, which represented a ray of sun. And after its nest was complete, the phoenix would wait in its nest until dawn came and the rising sun's rays would catch the nest on fire Mm -hmm. and consume the bird in the flaming aromatic fire of Mm -hmm. its little nest. I guess, big nest it wasn't little i don't know what i'm saying and then after it had completely burned out you know there's just be i guess really amazing smelling ashes anyway a new phoenix would rise from those ashes and that is the life of a phoenix uh what the phoenix did in his free time i really don't know <laughs> but uh Because it lived for 500 years. But if you look to the root of the phoenix and do believe that the deity Bennu was the precursor, then I guess Bennu would have been busy doing his godly duties, Mm -hmm. testing the souls, trying to pass through the hall of two truths. Awesome. So that's love it. That's the phoenix. That's fantastic. (laughs) It's so cool. I love the descriptions of this bird, and I don't know. I they're very visual. Every yes. time you read something, you're just like, "Whoa!" Yeah. So, oh, I think this time I'll have enough time to do an illustration that maybe I can make really ooh wild. Oh, so, I'm so anyway. excited!
1: Yay! Um, so, you're talking about the illustration for the for the
0: episode. The episode.
1: Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yep. I love it.
0: So I know you have some interesting things to share. I do. So, I would like to hear them.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you then. Okay. So I was interested in the firebird, um, the phoenix I knew of because of classical mythology, which is my shtick, but I didn't know as much about the firebird. So there's a whole sort of um, Slavic tradition around stories (gasps) around a quote firebird, which is sort of like a sort of an Eastern European counterpart to the Phoenix and it shows up in Russian folklore and also in Slavic countries too. So I'll tell you two versions that I loved. Um, The first one is called the firebird and the princess Vasilisa. I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, And so in this version, there's a King's archer with a horse and he's off riding and he discovers a firebird feather. And the Firebird feather is supposed to be still illuminated, full of all this sort of godly, mythical energy, and it's so bright it can light a whole room by itself. Whoa! Um, so when the archer comes upon the feather, he wants to take it to show off to the king, and the horse, who turns out to be his primary advisor, his horse oh. says, eh, "I don't know if you want to do that." And the archer's like, "What?" And he does it anyway. So he takes, doesn't <laughs> heed the advice, and he rides back to show off the feather to the king. And when the king sees the feather, the king says, "Oh." Well, that's amazing, but I would like the whole bird.
0: Um, Oh, no. So then
1: the archer goes off to catch the bird. um, And they actually, they plant a field of corn, which is supposedly attracts the firebird and they catch the firebird. And then the archer brings the firebird to the king and the king alive. it is alive. Okay. And the king (laughs) says, but that's not enough now either. And he doesn't, that's nice, great firebird and all, but now, but I want the princess Vasilisa. And the oh archer's like, gosh, what? All right. So then he goes off on another quest to get the princess and drags her back. Oh, geez. And w- when the princess awakens to discover she's no longer in her homeland and she's betrothed to this horrible King, Ugh. she, you know, as one would makes a stink about it. And she says, I'm not marrying this guy. She goes, and I'm certainly not marrying him without my bridal gown, uh-huh. which happens to be hiding under a rock in the deep blue sea someplace. <laughs> Go and get it. Brilliant. So the archer's like, gosh, when will this <laughs> ever end? So the archer goes to get the bridal gown and then he brings it back. And then this archer is pretty amazing. He is pretty amazing. And the horse the whole time, I think, is just rolling his horse eyes. Like I told yeah. you. I told you this. Dummy. <laughs> so in this last quest, he brings back the gown, and the princesses should now have no objection to marrying the mm-hmm. evil king. Uh, but she's frustrated with the archer for having caused all of this, and so she demands that she will not marry the king. Until he jumps into a pot of boiling water. Oh, great. That'll solve all her problems. (laughs) So the archer is Uh forced to jump into a pot of boiling water. But his horse advisor Uh uh, does a quick little magic spell. So that when he jumps into the pot of boiling water, he emerges unscathed and also has like a super awesome makeover. And comes out all young and handsome and perfect looking, naturally. So then the king <laughs> is like, "What? What? What?" So then the king want to jump in, to the in there, <laughs> water, but then he gets boiled alive. Oh god. Oh man. But who cares about that? Because now the archer is done. <gasps> He's hotter than he was before, and he has a happy princess. The end. He's hotter
0: than hot because oh yeah he's boiling
1: <laughs> he's boiling he's hot. Doubly hot he's steaming hot oh my
0: gosh that's oh. wild so that's one example wow. but there
1: are a lot of times in these stories there's that's the amazing discovery the sort of the trope is there's a discovery of the feather yeah and then the feather is the beginning of a very unhappy quest of huh. multiple layers that uh the hero gets sort of enticed by and then tortured by the length of the ongoing quest and so in the end the firebird is the one that sort of sort of wins because that one feather kicks off a series of quests and soul searching that sort of redirect the hero away from the firebird and towards other things so it's very interesting should i stop collecting feathers (laughs) you better be careful
0: i have (laughs) better be careful i have an extensive collection I'm not kidding. I never go back for the bird though.
1: Yeah, you never go back for the bird.
0: So, So, That was a fun story. I really Um, love that. Yeah, and a lot
1: of them, uh, there are some in Russian folklore, the hero's name is Ivan. There's a couple versions of Ivan who's trying to defeat the there's an evil sorcerer. Mm. He's sort of the personification of immortal deathlessness in a bad way. And I'm not sure I'm saying his name right, but it's k-a-s-c-h-e-i cachet cache. i don't know um but there are many versions that involve ivan the hero with the assistance of a firebird trying to defeat cachet um and i wanted to tell you another one because i was so amazed when i learned this i was so excited like my jaw hit hit the trackpad build the, the beans uh that there's another <laughs> version i learned about a girl named Mariushka okay and it turns out you're gonna love this she's a stitcher yes it's so there's
0: we can always find a connection there's
1: always a stitcher in folklore it's amazing so this version is told in a book by a woman named suzanne massey total side note but if anyone wants to look up of our listeners she ended up being one of the primary diplomats that advised reagan no uh, way at the end of the cold War with uh, Mikhail Gorbachev so she's an oh interesting gosh. American diplomat who knew a lot about Russian culture and this shows up in one of her her books actually so cool. she's an interesting figure too but anyway so Mariushka lived in a little village and, and people would come from all over to buy her embroidery she was mm. um, made the most beautiful needlework of anywhere around Awesome, and um she told them that she would sell her embroidery to anyone who found her work beautiful she would sell uh, but she would never leave the village of her birth Mm -hmm. that was her thing so then one day the evil sorcerer immortal deathlessness in a bad way cachet (laughs) uh he heard of Mariushka's beautiful needlework and so he transformed himself into a handsome young man to try to entice her to leave the village and she would not Mm. And not only that, when he saw her needlework, he became enraged, furiously jealous that some mortal should have a thing more beautifully made than he could ever have of his Mm -hmm. own because her work was finer and more glorious than anything he had in terms of embroidery. (sighs) I know. So he tried to tempt her, make her his evil queen, you know, all that good stuff. She was like, no, not leaving the village. And so he turned himself into a falcon. He turned Mariushka into a firebird. Then he picked her up in his talons and he flew off with her to force her to leave the village. Jerk. Total jerk. And she, to um, indicate, to leave a memory of herself and to leave a legacy in her homeland, she shed her feathers, her firebird feathers, onto the land below. And the very last feather that fell. Um, when that happened, she died in the Talon's Falcon. So it's a tragical wow. tale of woe. But those illuminated uh, sort of luminescent, I don't know, glowing yeah. those feathers, they were magic and they remain a light for eternity. And they light the rooms and the homes and the village. And apparently wow. they only show their true colors to people who believe in making beauty and seeing beauty.
0: Uh, and the so thing maybe that, I am supposed to collect feathers. Maybe is what you you're are telling me. I think you are. Oh, think you are. So many confusing things. I know. I wow. Know. Oh, that is so, like, That's a beautifully sad story. It
1: is. And I, I just, I knew if I kept looking, and I didn't have to look hard to find it, even. But I just yeah. knew that. I thought I don't know much about phoenixes and firebirds, but I do yeah. know if we look, we will always find. Yes, Stitching indeed. in the folklore. There is, without a doubt, the fabric of our stories always has the yeah. fabric of humans in it. It's amazing. It has to. It has to. We rely on fibers right. for our life. I know. Oh, um, by the way, fun fact, because I just said Phoenixes, I wanted to tell you that there was a time once when I was at a school that was reconsidering its mascot. Uh-huh. And one of the mascots it was considering was the Phoenix. Yeah. And I vehemently argued against it. Why did you do that? Because, well, these Greek words, they're tough in the plural. For example, a matrix, the plural of matrix is matrices. <laughs> and the plural of index is indices. And so I went to the athletic director and I was like, just so you know, you will be asking the crowd to say, go <laughs> foinaces. <laughs> I was like, and I just, I just don't think that works for us. Gosh. I don't want that. I want something else. We cannot be the foinaces.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. So
1: anyway, Aww. I just had to tell let you know that another word nerd thing. I <laughs> love it. It's great.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. <sighs> All right. Wow. Well,
1: I think we should forage a little bit before we yes. <laughs> get out of this one. Yeah. Let's oh by the fires. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> All right. It looks like, ooh, you have some crochet. Yeah. about this. I want to hear. So this is the first thing I... Discovered Not the first thing. But one thing I wanted to recommend was the Phoenix Basket. And this is a crochet basket by Megan Balmer. And uh, I didn't actually even read the description. So I don't know why she named it Phoenix. But I think it's beautiful. It looks very it sturdy. Cool. And mm-hmm. on her sample, uh, she has sewn on what appear to be leather handles, which... I love Mm -hmm. a hand-stitched leather handle on a basket. It looks beautiful, and it's super handy. Anyway, it's in really, really rich, beautiful, bright colors. And some of the colors absolutely remind me of the description of the Mm -hmm. phoenix. And some of them are not what I would think of as being the phoenix bird. But this may be more related to... Phoenix, as in the place. I don't know, as in the Southwest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I it also looks southwestern and yeah. And
1: I wonder too. The Phoenix, some sort of bird or sunbird shows up as a motif in a lot of yeah. southwestern weaving, and it does sort of echo those kinds of colors. I see like an aqua yeah. and a sun yellow and a burnt terracotta kind of color. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah, I Will think it makes me one. <laughs> maybe <laughs> let me let me get
0: caught up on some things <laughs>
1: all right fine. but
0: um I do really like it and I'm really into sturdy baskets around the house so yeah maybe I'll make a few yeah um but yeah this is a crochet pattern and it's knit with an Aran weight yarn so it would it's not a huge basket by any means but it's not tiny yeah so I imagine this would work up quite quickly um awesome yeah so that's one of my recommendations or one of my tasty morsels. I love it. (laughs) Um, What about you? What do you have for us? Let's
1: see. Well, the first one I'll show you is a uh, drops design. One of those Garn Studio designs. It's called the Phoenix Hat and Neck Warmer. And it uses a brioche tuck kind of technique, but the result of that in this bulkier yarn, it's in an Aran weight. So it's, the base color is like a shifting smoky gray. And then there's this pink that kind of even shifts to like a lemony.
0: Yeah. Um, that's really cool.
1: But the result is that you get that sort of herringbone effect exaggerated yes. in this large brioche tuck two color. Kind of
0: it looks like feathers.
1: Yep. Exactly, and yeah. I just think whether or not you see the phoenix feather or not, um, just playing with that kind of two color brioche mm-hmm. with color shifting like that is so fun. And I yeah. just think that's simple and fun. And it would also, I would imagine, be a great way to learn that technique too, because these are, you know, yeah. not not <laughs> this is not built into a sweater panel. This is just a hat and a neck warmer. And so I think yeah. if you're interested, pretty straightforward in, in the uh, effect of that. I think I think that would be a good beginner brioche to try on so and i mean it's super cute it is cute it's a slouchy beanie and a nice um one of those close to neck upright cowls that i love so much so Mm -hmm. yeah all right great i love it Ooh,
0: what is the wizard stitch marker (laughs) pendant what is that yes so this is something i found on etsy and it's from a lovely homemade life and you have this to look closely tornado. at some of the pictures, but the pendant itself is the Phoenix mm-hmm. where all the stitch markers are then stored onto. So these are all like lobster claw style stitch markers. Yeah. And they're, I mean, these totally look like Harry Potter <laughs> they references do. to me. That's not what it says in the, the title, but I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yes. Um. Which I, I'm a Harry Potter fan. Even if you yeah. weren't, these would be very like wizardy and witchy and yeah. still really beautiful. Um, it's on a like chain necklace and it's silver in color. And then each of the stitch markers has like a silver charm mm-hmm. with a colorful bead. Um, so I don't know. They're really pretty. And I like that they're also a wearable piece of jewelry. How yeah. cool is that? So that's beautiful. So I think they're just really, really pretty functional like and a little different than what you yeah. sometimes see for stitch markers. So, yeah. Awesome. Fun. So what do Dumbledore you have here? door has a phoenix, doesn't he? Yes. And yes. I forget which book it's in, but Harry Potter, like, thinks he does so- kills it or something. He witnesses it basically burn up. And right, then right. he's like,
1: and then it's reborn. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is fun. Cool.
0: So um, do I see creatures? Are you oh, this- talking about creatures? <laughs> yes. I haven't looked, looked at any of creatures. these things. Oh, I see what you're looking <laughs>
1: sorry. at. Sorry. I'm at the Google Doc. Like, what is she looking at? Oh, yeah, sorry. So <laughs> I wanted to highlight this. Um, so there was a particular design I wanted to highlight, but then I thought, forget it. I got to highlight this whole designer because she's Ooh. fascinating. So her name is Tania Richter. And she has Blue. a couple, she has a lot of amazing patterns and two collections I want to mention. One is called Creatures of Celtic Fantasy.
0: Wow. And the other one
1: is called Fantasy Art Knits. Um, but in these collections, you can find um, oh my two that gosh. appealed to me. I know, I knew you were going to love these. Two that really How appealed to I... me. One is called the Solar Phoenix and the other one's called the Lunar Phoenix. So one is a All right, f- I gotta f- find on these. a red Hang background. On. On. Um. Just go ahead and Ravelry and just type
0: solar and lunar. Okay. Oh, actually, no. I I I found the solar. Yeah, I got the solar one. Whoa. Is this double knit? Yep. Holy
1: crap. She's amazing. I don't know how her brain does this. So it's a triangle shawl. She's holding it out wingspan, and it has an asymmetrical Phoenix design across it that almost looks like um, this is not, I mean quick just on a quick look i almost see like a chinese dragon style embroidery is what i see and a little bit like you might see on a silk but definitely folks check these out and underneath there Noel on our document right where it says solar phoenix to the right the lunar phoenix i, l- yeah. I prefer that even more let me check this one out hang on it's
0: a blue and white version Ooh, and i pl- i also would If I were going to make it, I would make this. Yeah, and the
1: placement, the I, I really appreciate the sort of asymmetrical. So the triangle shawl itself implies a wingspan because of the shape of it. Yeah, but then the way she's nestled the phoenix into those corners,
0: it's beautifully done.
1: There's a lot of movement and. Beautiful design. I just can't even imagine oh, cool. stitching this thing and fingering weight. But wow. It's amazing. So at the very least, to blow your own mind, check those
0: out. And- it is gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> You'll amazing. just be entranced. Oh my gosh. Well, before I X out of here, I gotta favorite this designer so I can revisit her. Fascinating. Um, hold on a second. <laughs> and I think you'll appreciate her whole collection, Noel, of other oh, yeah. creatures.
1: She's really
0: intricate the work she's doing. So
1: yeah, I'm gonna
0: revisit her later. I'm just favoriting her now so I don't lose track of it. Yeah, I um,
1: would love that one. I was so excited when I that found is
0: it. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to investigate that more. There, there's some really incredible things there. Yeah. It's a real like, ooh and ah kind of
1: moment. Like I don't,
0: Yeah.
1: I see that she's a designer, but when I look at that, I just, I just feel like I'm looking at art. I'm not going to de- mm-hmm. cop, I'm not going to make that design. I just want to look at her yeah. finished object and go, whoa. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So they're amazing. Oh, they're awesome. Very, very Anyway. Cool. All right. You got one more. It looks like. I do. And I, it's funny because this is a shop recommendation of like the whole shop, like you kind of just did with the designer. Oh, funny. Um, So this is an Etsy shop called Forest Folk Fibers. Um, And she... I found her because I was looking for Phoenix yarn. She does have a Phoenix colorway mm. of hand spun yarn um, that is really beautiful. But then once I started looking through her shop, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is many of her yarns are folklore, fairy tale related. Oh, so yeah. I, I see a selkie. There's also legend. a gin. <laughs> oh, good. So, yes. And, but there's mermaid and mm-hmm. all kinds of, you and Yule. A seder, um, a Wyvern. I love it. Yeah. Neat. So, I just wanted Boogeyman. To, <laughs> yes. There's a so colorway called ones. Twisted Boogeyman. I love it. There's so many fun things. So, I just in general thought for people who wanted to see some really interesting um, hand spun, Neat. she's got other things as well. But, yeah. I, I favorite the handspun I think they're really really fun and really beautiful um yeah so that was one thing I just wanted to share great thing and I think you have one more thing for us no I have one
1: more this one was my little dedication to Mariushka the embroiderer
0: Ah, from glory wow
1: so this is a beautiful cross stitch kit pattern oh my gosh It's called the Mandala Phoenix Cross-Stitch Pattern. It's by Leia Patterns, which is an Etsy shop um, owned by a woman named Rachel Nichols. And I think it's so beautiful, but it's just this gorgeous bird shape with a really elaborate uh, tail feathers. And it's in a beautiful sort of diving down. Yeah. It's really lovely. It's Um, like pops out at you yeah it's neat That's and i awesome. think i see it i think that might be the choice to do it on a dark background yeah or yep, a light so i think it's maybe not a beginner maybe not the most beginner cross stitch but it anytime it's a kit when it comes with all the um yeah embroidery threads ready to go for you it's going to get you started you know yeah so,
0: yeah
1: um and she also if you look at other things from her shop she also has a couple of interesting um there's a hummingbird as well which i think is another if just to go with the beautiful feathery bird theme mm-hmm. is a really beautiful oh my gosh, she has
0: a lot wow yeah. so that thought smokes. that would be neat if anyone's um cross stitching this year it's i know beautiful that those are fun yeah she's and yeah you're right she has loads of really stunning work
1: yeah the her colors are great wow
0: oh another one i have to favorite her too oh well y'all i'm so are glad. gonna have to wait for me for a second where's where's the favorite button <laughs> there it is uh i swear etsy keeps moving stuff around it's not just me I'm sure they're moving things. i know they do move things around uh, oh but, gosh awesome so mm-hmm. i think uh that's all we have for foraging right yeah that and is now- all Curiosa
1: and Curiosa, Curiosa and curious. I just had a quick recommendation. Yeah, let's
0: hear it.
1: Um, so when I was in my Firebird research mode, I of course came across um Stravinsky's Firebird, mm. the Russian ballet. And in uh the probably one of the more famous aspects of that I have since learned is the what are the words? The infernal dance. Um which is at the end when the hero Ivan defeats the uh, the evil sorcer- sorcerer mm-hmm. of Deathless Immortality. I just love Bleh. saying that. Um, but in this version, so he finds a feather, a firebird feather. And then when he goes to catch the firebird and he decides to spare her. Mm-hmm. Um, she assists him later ah. later on in the quest. So at the end of the ballet there's this unbelievable dance where the sorcerer evil sorcerer has unleashed all of these things against Ivan and they get whipped up into a dance by the firebird and then they fall oh. into exhaustion and it's in their exhausted sleep that Ivan is able to destroy um the oh. sort of
0: essence. gee yeah, do you know what you just described? What? This is. I don't know if this is good or bad. <laughs> hocus pocus. <laughs> hocus pocus. A movie. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Sorry. That was maybe. Do you that know what totally... hocus pocus
1: means? Did you know what hocus pocus actually means? No. Did I just swear?
0: No. I'm gonna okay. type it underneath so you can see. Oh, is it naughty? Can we not? No. It's can fun. we not say it? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh. But you know, in the movie. When the witches like yes. magically make everybody dance until they they're exhausted. Anyway, when yes. you're describing that, I'm seeing that scene and I'm like, Oh <laughs> taken away. Okay. So something to do with a corpse. Yes. So hocus
1: pocus is sort of like gibberish slang from hoc est corpus, which is this is the body. It's the beginning of communion in Latin. This is the body. This is no the blood way. of Christ. Yeah. Because I should know
0: this, but I don't. I so, for
1: people who didn't believe in transubstantiation, that they were actually consuming the body and the blood of Christ, they thought yeah. it was a bunch of hocus pocus. <gasps> ha
0: ha. So now you know us. The oh hocus pocus. Oh my focus. gosh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Fun fact. Man, you're the best word nerd ever. I am a word nerd. I love it. Oh,
1: so but glad. I forgot to tell people to watch this thing. <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: I oh, that's totally... okay.
1: <laughs> that's right i can do it super fast okay so um my husband as you know is a music teacher and we were talking about stravinsky and all of this stuff and he we watched this clip and then he told me about the youtube orchestra i was like what is that It's the coolest thing ever and it's old news now because this is 2011 but Ooh. youtube did a thing where they all the participants in the youtube orchestra were selected by youtube audition they sent in recordings of themselves so they had this global like aggregation of musicians into something that was called the YouTube orchestra. Cool. And they played a concert series and in, in the concert series in Sydney, Australia, they did this Stravinsky's from the ballet, wow. um, the firebird, the infernal dance. And it's totally, totally worth watching and listening. Just a few minutes. I will um, check that out. It's so energetic and it's such an amazing. And this music. was music in the before times. That was in the before times. Yep. Way before times. The way before times. Yep. Whew. Whew. awesome oh my goodness so let's see Noel, do you want to cool us off from all this fire with a little <sighs> hint of ice coming up later in february
0: <laughs> Those before are the we sign the off winds of what we investigate next <laughs> so um next time we are going to be exploring are you ready for it everyone I'm so excited. The yeti Love um, it. So if you haven't pieced it together when I said Yeti, this month's, month's theme is fire and ice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, do you know what I just realized we haven't done? What? We didn't tell our listeners what to expect this season. Yes, we did. We did it didn't at the we? end of last season. Oh. Well, you have a much better memory than me we did it that's how we closed oh what i will say then is i'll retell very briefly for anyone who's new or hasn't listened to the end of last season and Mm -hmm. is skipping ahead we are going to be releasing episodes one episode every two weeks and if we manage we'll do bonus episodes here and there um so that was
1: it. <laughs> yeah. well, I think when we did our season one wrap up and we I think yeah I we think, talked about our collaboration, right. we felt as though we had uh, done wonderful work but maybe just ever so slightly had let ourselves down not let ourselves down but we had we were unable to maintain as much of the research as we wanted in the folklore yeah. and we were, that was really our, yeah, our we were goal to be it.
0: I'm not even gonna pretend we weren't guys, gals folks whoever's listening last season we really pushed ourselves and hauled to Mm get a a episode a week pretty much out and yeah amy you're right we this season we hope to be glorious like the phoenix rising (laughs) exactly yep
1: (laughs) for sure for sure and Um, definitely want to begin uh As much into the natural, the natural history and mythology and folklore as, as we can. Uh, I think our knitters, our knitting audience was certainly satisfied, I'm sure, but I wish we could get back into that. So I think we're off to a good start, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Yeti, here we come. Iceman yes. cometh.
0: <laughs> boom, boom, boom.
1: All right. Well, so that gives us two weeks to research, forage, and find all kinds of goodies for yes. our listeners on our icy theme for yes. later on in February. So it's so long for now, as yes. it's time for us to return to the woods to forage some more. But we'll be back
0: soon with more stories and stitching. Until we meet again. Happy stitching. Happy stitching.